voice out loud this morning. Today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Amen. Why don't we all just stand to our feet for just a moment? Father God, I just want to thank you for your presence here today. Father, we just speak against the spirit of heaviness that might be around right now. And Father, we just speak uh, freedom, liberty of spirit, mind, body, emotions right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you are alive, that you have risen from the grave, that the grave is empty today, that the blood of Jesus was spread on that cross, Lord God, and Father is eternal, Lord God, that right now Jesus is on the right hand of the Father in heaven. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your love and for your purpose and, and your destiny that is instilled in us, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your church, Lord God, that is mighty. Lord God, for your church, Lord God, that can never be pushed aside or overcome by evil or the things of this world. But Father, your church is victorious and whole, Lord God, and saved and set free, Lord God. We thank you for this amazing community of ours, Lord God, and we just pray a blessing over this community right now. In your mighty name, we just thank you, Lord God, for who you are, for your love, for your joy, for your peace. Lord God, your long-suffering, your kindness, your goodness. We thank you for gentleness, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord God, the armor of God over our lives, Lord God. Oh, Father, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are redeemed, Lord, and chosen, Lord God. We thank you that we are empowered by the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord God, that through our peace, Lord God, there is mighty armies moving on our behalf, Lord God, in the heavenlies, that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers through faith and through uh, prayer and through fasting, the tools that you have given us, Lord God. We thank you that this life on earth right now is just a moment. We are, we are visitors here for a great purpose ahead. Lord God, that our eternity is secure in you, and this brings us joy today. And if you agree with me, why don't you shout an amen this morning. Let's give God a massive shout of praise today. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Why don't you take your seat? I think sometimes we just got to shake ourselves a little bit, eh? Just out of whatever, just out of whatever, the morning, the day, the weather. Well, over the, uh, uh, not last week, but the week before, I started a, like a two-message uh, series called The Chosen Choose. And last time we spoke about alignment, being in alignment with the Word of God. And people often look special to us as though God has chosen them over us. Has anyone else ever felt that before? Like, it's like it's all happening in their district, but, you know, what about me, God? And, but the reality is that these people have aligned themselves with God by choosing the ways of God and applying the way, their, God's ways in their life. These ways you will find in this, in the Bible, in the Word of God. And we looked also two weeks ago at how, in a basketball team, everyone's called. 
Everyone's been called, but the ones that get chosen are the ones that line themselves up for the call. In other words, they practice. You know, they, they can shoot a three-pointer. They're fit enough for the, for the sport. And they're the ones that get chosen. Jesus said it this way. He said in Matthew twenty-two fourteen, For many are called, but few are chosen. And so the reality is, is we're all called. You know, God's desire is that none would perish. He's calling all of humanity, but the chosen ones are the ones that would align themselves up with the Word of God, that would confess Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And so today I want to talk about um, what many would consider an elephant in the room, Um, and we don't talk about it too much, but I actually love the subject, Um, and it's called free will, free will. In this two-part message of the chosen choose, we're going to talk today about free will and the choices that we make. Let me tell you right now, eternal life, blessing, favor, rest, peace, identity, self-image, the purpose of life, morality, belonging, and offspring. All of these things are not a result of hard work, luck, or circumstance. These are a result of our choices. Everything I have listed is what makes up a quality life. All these things are obtained in God only. Our free will allows us to choose God and his biblical way of living or reject God and his biblical way of living. We are all called, however, And the chosen are the ones who will choose God and his ways. I invite you today to exercise your free will and choose God's biblical way of living. And I mean in every area of your life. Okay, let's not, you know, chop out pieces. If it's in the word of God and you apply it to your life, I promise you, you'll get a greater quality of life in your mind in your body, in your spirit, and in your heart. Let me read a a, a good passage of Scripture this morning found in Romans 8. Romans is a good book of the Bible, isn't it? That's quality right there. Chapter 8, verses 28 to 33. It says this, And we know that all things together work for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with himself also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. What a great passage of scripture. In theological terms, this passage of Scripture is actually called the golden chain of salvation. 
And this scripture touches on the big four. And I'm sure you at some point in your life has had a question about one of the four. Predestined, the called, the justified, and the glorified. Religions come out of these four. Predestined doesn't mean prearranged. Predestined means that because God is in the beginning and is the end, he already knows. See, our free will stops God prearranging. Predestined means that because God is the beginning and he is the end, he already knows. God can already see who will accept his son Jesus as their saviour to allow Jesus cover their sins. He already knows. And at that point, people stop and they create religion out of it. Well, if he knows, why don't I just party? He already knows. But everyone here today has that choice to freely make. God can already see your decision. God can turn all things together for good, though. Do you believe that this morning? When we call to him, he already has a way to interject the path. Why? Because he already knows. In case we exercise our free will and we call on him, he will interject for you. Let me just say, I I explain it to people like this. There is a million possibilities of choice that you can make. And you might decide, well, I want this. I desire this. You might go, I desire that, but I desire God more, so I'm going to choose what's written in his word. That's a good choice right there. I recommend that one. Or you might just feel emotional today and say you're going to make this choice. Or maybe you're hanging with a group of people and the group of people's creating peer pressure and you're just going with the flow and therefore you're making choices and you can blame the people. You can say, well, it's not really, you know, I had to, it's the environment you know, or it's the world we live in, or everyone's doing it. You can have whatever excuse, but at the end of the day, the choice is free and it's yours. But God already can see all things. Why? He's the beginning and he is the end. The Bible says he is the alpha and the omega. And so God looks down at your life and he can see every possible channel decision that you could make. This is what I love, is when you read the Word of God, you can see that our God has a plan to interject on every decision you might make if you call out to Him. He is also willing to let you go and give you over to your sin because He loves you so much. And you might say, well, if He loves us so much, how could He ever let me go over to my sin? Because He's given you free choice. And if it was to stop that from happening... He will take away your free choice. In other words, he's a Hitler. He's a dictator. He's running your world and he's making you do that. This is the reality. But he loves you so much and he wants your love back so much. He has given you free choice. At any time, in any decision, if you or anyone that you know calls out on the name of Jesus... You better be sure that Jesus will send his army and they're going to interject on your behalf right there. This is why you need to be here next Sunday night at the prayer meeting. Because you might think prayer is a prayer, goes out to the atmosphere and you're hoping that someone does something with that. That's not how Christians think. 
Christians know that when they pray, they are praying as the son or the daughter of God with the authority given to them by their God through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And when you pray, there are angel armies moving on your behalf. How do you know that? Because his will is that none would perish. In fact, when Jesus sent out the church, he sent out his disciples to preach the gospel and to heal people. He, God desires that we would be well. God desires that the sick would recover. God does not desire for infirmity, the spirit of infirmity that's roaming this world. He is, God is looking for every opportunity to put a stop to it. And all he needs is for you and I to unify with his vision and pray with him. Do you believe that today? You have power in your life and power in your prayer. So all of that is about free will. It's your choice. You don't have to be here at the prayer meeting next Sunday night. You can go to the beach. We'll put the fire on. <laughs> it's your choice. So this means that we are predestined by our own decision. Let me say that again. This is answering a few questions for people today. All this actually means that we are predestined by our own free will, our own decision. See, it's pre to God, but it's current to us. Now, the scripture I just read in Romans, um, a good way to understand what the Apostle Paul was actually saying to the church in Rome is to read the bookends of this. Sometimes when you, when you pull the Bible apart, and you're reading the section and you're just not sure what it's really saying, look at the bookends of that passage of Scripture. And sometimes that will give you the key. And it does give us the key today to the golden chain of salvation. So at the top, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. That's a great verse, right? The bottom last verse says, we shall bring a change against who shall bring a cha charge against God's elect. It is God who justifies. So at the start we see that this is for those of us who love God. Now you can't love without choosing to. I'm helping someone in their marriage today. You can't love without choosing choosing to. You fall in lust, you choose to love. Now, in my marriage, when I got married, without saying too much, I had to do a transfer from the lust to the love. It started that way, with our eyes. Okay, all right, this is good. If I win that one, I'm set up for life. But then time goes on and you learn the person. Mel had to learn me. And then over time, who believe, who's been married for maybe more than 10 years? Lift your hand right now. Fantastic. Maybe 20 years, put your hand up. Yeah, well, my hand's up. I stop at 23, so if you're more than that, put your hand up. Yeah. I would suggest if you've made it past 20 years, you're actually more in love today than what you were when you first started. Is that, is that true? You're probably not more in lust, but you're more in love. See, we choose love. 
I'm pretty sure on the journey of 20 years, Mel has had to learn to love me many times, if not daily. She has to choose. Okay, God, you gave them to me. I'll deal with it. See, first we chose God, and the more we pursue him, the more we will fall in love with him. Anyone been a Christian for over 20 years in this place? I bet you love God and just understand a little facet more than what you did when you first started. See, when you first started, I'm pretty sure you were overwhelmed with who God was. I'm pretty sure you had this revelation that just blew your mind and you couldn't but respond. Okay, but the truth is, is you didn't know God. That's a journey that will never end, even in eternity. It will never end. We will always be learning new facets of his pure and wonderful, outstanding, covering love. We'll always be discovering. At the end there, the last verse, it clarifies that no one can bring a charge against the one that we are choosing to love. See, there is no greater power or authority than God. And because no one can uh, bring a charge against him, we are justified by him. See, the enemy cannot bring a charge against him. No circumstance, no situation. So therefore, he is the only one that can bring justification. And we are justified by him. Now, with these bookends in focus, let me say this to you, church. We can understand that all humanity has been predestined to love God. Those who choose to are then called to a greater purpose and mission of life. Now we have been justified through Jesus and not our own perfection. Jesus will soon glorify us as a testimony of his glory and his majesty. And that day is coming. You better watch out for it going to be great. Your decisions today form what your future looks like, just like your today is a result of your past decisions. Let me say that again. You are living today because of uh, your decisions, which are forming your future. But you are also living today in a result of your decisions in your past. It's your fault that you are where you are, for the good and the negative. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow. You might go, well, I didn't make those things happen to me. No, but you chose the response. Well, I wasn't the one that said that. No, but you've chosen the response. Well, it's not my fault I grew up in that family. No, but you've chosen the response. This is just a reality, and it's God's gift to you. It's your choice. And so you look at the chosen, and, but you have to understand that the chosen have chosen See, the chosen choose. The ones that, you know, I don't stand up here because I didn't go to Bible college. I stand up here as part of a result of Bible college. I don't stand here because I wasn't chosen and gifted and anointed by God. But I do stand here because I chose to walk in that gifting and anointing by God. And there's many people here today, and you need to know that God has a purpose on your life. And it's more than just living. Okay? And so your choice is, is will you say yes to the call of God on your life? 
And you may be saying, well, I don't really know what that is. Well, will you take a step today? The smallest possible step you could even take today is to scan the QR code on the next step banner at the rear of the auditorium. That's the very first thing you could do to find out the possibilities. You know, or maybe you can just say to a, a leader or your life group leader or someone in your, in your world, hey, could you help me go on this journey of discovery? God's got, or maybe you could just come and see John after the service and ask him for the gift discovery <laughs> uh, discipleship thing that we've got that will help you discover your gifts. Or maybe you could come to Rachel after the service and say, Rachel, would you pray with me today and ask that God, will I have just put in these guys in the, in the mess? He could come to Mel and I, but these guys are way better at this. It's good, it's good to know, isn't it, that you've got the ability to make the choices that will bring into being your whole future and existence and eternity. It's your choice. Now, God has set up the most amazing paradise for us. My hope is, is that, first of all, you'd make that choice. Life is not a mistake, and you are not a mistake. The only mistake is to not choose God and his ways. See, we all have free will. We can freely choose to rebel against our parents. We can choose to forgive and find a way forward. We can freely choose an identity in Jesus. We can choose to build our own identity. We can freely choose to speak words of life. We can choose no restraint in everything we say. It isn't always easy to choose what's right. Are you with me on that? Yeah, it's a battle, isn't it? A daily battle. But we must understand this. Every decision has an outcome attached. It not only affects our life, but it also affects our offspring. Deuteronomy 30:19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. See, free will equals your decisions and your actions. And none of them only affect your present. It's not about the decisions you make are not actually about the now. That's a self-gratification spirit of this world, is about the now. Every decision that we make every day, we must understand that it's going to somehow, one way or another, affect the future. King David slept with Bathsheba, and one of his sons was then taken by the Lord as a curse of his actions. Gratified the now, David could not possibly have imagined that that would have happened. But there is a curse to every negative or against the word of God decision and action, and there is a blessing for every positive. Let, let me say this again. We have to understand this, because there's people here today. Is this okay for me? I'm, I feel like it's a different atmosphere today, isn't it, in the room? 
There's, there's someone here today and you literally would say about yourself, I live under a curse. That's how you would describe the world that you live in. You don't have to anymore, but you have to make a decision. <laughs> because everything that's against this, this is the mighty word of God. Now, you might struggle to believe that. Oh, it's inspired all these writers over all this year. They found them in caves. You might struggle to believe that. But the way you have been believing, living, and what you have been believing has led you to be able to say, I'll live under a curse. So why don't you hear my words of life today? This will bring you to live under life. But it's your decision. In other words, you choose life or you choose death. See, life is this, death is your own. Your own will, self-gratification, the ways of the world, what the school's saying we should do and accept, or, or what the university's saying, or what the group of friends, or, you know, that, that's all death. That, I, I promise you, it will lead you down death. Okay, but if you always come back and just say, Mum and Dad, could you teach me? What, what does the Bible say about this? Well, I want to do this. It seems right to me. You know, the Bible says what seems right to a, a, a man is actually going to lead you to death. We don't want what seems right. We want what is right. And, and there's only one place. It's all written down for us. So it's really simple. And over thousands of years, we've all had the same little book. And it's written down. It's right here. And this will lead you to life. Today, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of that curse. And I speak the word of God. The word of God says that if any would call on my name, that they will be healed, that they will be redeemed, they will be covered by the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you this about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus right now can wash your every sin away. You will know that the sin was there, but it will have no sting in your life anymore. That's in the Bible. The blood of Jesus will forgive you of every sin, thought, desire for action. There's someone here today, and suicide has become a new word in your heart and in your mind. It, that is actually just the curse of sin. Spirit of death. It's a spirit of this world. It's not the spirit of this church or the word of God. And so you're here or you're listening to this. I feel like it might be someone listening today to this. And right now with your one decision by giving your life to Jesus, that, that spirit or that desire or that hunger or the I can't do this anymore, life is just too hard, what's the purpose? We'll all be gone right now in Jesus' name. Because the blood of Jesus will cut through anything. It's a two-edged sword. It will break down the things of this world and it will rip life into your soul. It will bring and infuse into you a new mind. The Bible says that as you read it, it will renew your mind and it will renew your mind. You do not need to go home or stop listening to this podcast with that same desire or lo uh, uh, loneliness or loss of life in you, but God will fill you with hope and purpose again. You are a child of God, you have been called for something absolutely incredible. Your circumstances are your circumstances. 
Your choice is your free will choice. Would you choose life today? God has called all of us to eternal life. Blessing, favor, rest, peace, identity, self-image, purpose of life, morality, and belonging. These are all yours to their fullest when you choose God's biblical way of living. To finish, I want to prophesy a scripture over you today. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. And uh, Jeremiah was a lot like you and I. We read this book in the Bible and we see this amazing prophet that God chose. And why doesn't God choose us like he chose Jeremiah? Well, Jeremiah chose also. And as I read this, you're going to see the humanity in Jeremiah being called. And this is right as Israel, Judah, was going to go into captivity in Babylon. And, and Jeremiah rose up as an amazing prophet in the word of God. And this is what it says. And I speak this over you today. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. In fact, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then Jeremiah said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am just a youth. In other words, God has called every one of us to something. Jeremiah was to pro prophecy. Maybe he's calling you to prophecy today. Bring back the prophets. Maybe God is calling you to preach the word, street evangelism, to business, to, to the gifts of care and help, to bring love to people, to finance the house of God and the mission of the church, to be a staple business in the community that can help the needs of the community as it comes. I believe that. Maybe God has called you to serve, to volunteer, to help, to be a witness in your workplace, to be an amazing mum. Maybe you're raising like Mary did, someone absolutely incredible. You just see them as a son or a daughter like any family. But your number one mission in life is to be an amazing mum or dad. Maybe God is calling you right now to reconciliation. Maybe there's an interim call on your life. Maybe God is calling you to uplift and edify people with your words. There's many gifts, isn't there? God's calling all of us to something like Jeremiah. But Jeremiah had an excuse too. And it was, but God, I'm just a youth. Has anyone ever felt insignificant? Like no one's going to listen to you. I feel like this every day of the week. Like why would they listen to me? I still feel like I'm 19 years old in this body. That's how I feel. And I view myself in my mind like this. And I'm like, who would want to listen to me? Then I remind myself, I'm 43. And I'm like, thanks God, I'm getting old. That I'm starting to have value to my voice. 
reminds me of, of someone else who was called King David. Was just a youth, you know, could have been between 14 and 17 years old, would have had the same excuse. Maybe you, you're here and you go, you're thinking, well, God, how can I heal people when I need healing myself? Or, God, you know, I know that you've called me to things, but I'm just not worthy. If people knew the sin in my life, well, I've got good news for you today. We're not justified because of our perfection. <laughs> if that was true, you know, take us all away. We're justified because of his perfection. Once again, we're back to the power of the blood. What Jesus did for us on the cross. See, your guilt from sin, this is all just the devil. He, the devil makes a believer feel guilty. The Holy Spirit convicts you of righteousness. See the difference? In other words, the Holy Spirit's always saying, hey, you can do better. You know, or go back to the Word. Or why don't you get a prayer, friend? We're going to break through this thing. It's not going to hold your flesh back anymore. But the devil's saying, you're a loser, you're a sinner, just like you were before you chose Jesus. And he's trying to take us to the, back to this place of uselessness and hopelessness, unworthiness. Life's got no purposeness. <laughs> you know, like the devil's just trying to kill you, to destroy you, to steal you out of the kingdom of heaven. That's what he does. That's his game. Hasn't changed in thousands of years. Let me keep reading. But the Lord said to me, to Jeremiah, to you today, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whomever I command you, you shall speak. Now do not be afraid of their faces. Who knows? It's people that keep us in a box. Do not be afraid of what they're going to say. Do not be afraid if you've got to speak to a king or a prime minister. Do not be afraid if you've got to go to the pastor of the church. Don't be afraid by their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And I prophesy that over your life. God is with you to deliver you. You can be sick today and still pray and expect healing in someone else's life. Because it's not to do with you. You can believe for salvation today, be struggling with your own sin because it's not to do with you. It's everything to do with the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's because of the, the grace of God that through faith we receive our salvation. Don't just skip the grace and jump to the faith. We're saved by faith. No, no, no. We're saved by faith because there is grace. Amen. Because there is grace, we are able to access the fullness of our God.